everyone. Welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Today we're going to talk about something that we've talked about before and we will talk about again, uh, and that is perfectionism. I think that is something that, I think every writer struggles with this, and it's the thing that gets in your way probably more than anything else. And uh, I have been rereading a book that I had talked about in the podcast before, but I'm reading it again, uh, The Seven Secrets of the Prolific by Hilary Reddick. Uh, I'm actually rereading that book, like, and I'm taking, like, really detailed notes. And so I kind of want to talk about, about perfectionism. Per- see, look, and see, I make a mistake. I accept that, and I move on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's revolutionary. Yeah. It, it is. It so is. And Melissa, you said you, you struggle with this too, right? I do. And it's funny. I never thought of myself as a perfectionist until I started like focusing on my writing. Because there's something about mm-hmm. the act of writing that you, you feel like, it, well, everybody tells you it has to be perfect in order for you to break mm-hmm. in. But then also because you put it on the page and you come back to it and you edit it, like you just, it leaves room for obsessing in a way that a lot mm-hmm. of other things in life don't give you that opportunity to do. <laughs> yeah. Now, does your when you get perfectionism, does that does that block you, or does that? It sounds like it more makes you just go into this cycle of of editing and editing and editing. It can block me too because the idea, okay. you know, the idea in my head is perfect. So that yeah. first draft, I like, is really difficult to when it doesn't live up to the vision in my head. And it's yeah, that's what's really scary. A couple of things that I saw in the book this time uh, that really stuck out to me. One is that. She talks about perfectionism as an addiction. And in fact, some of the things that she talks about overcoming perfectionism has a lot to do, like, similar to what people have to do to get over addiction, which I thought was an amazing concept. Yeah, I've never thought of that. But it's, you can see how it's similar, right? It's this pretend satisfying thing that's ultimately very damaging to you. It's you know, it, it's this thing you do that feels like it's the right thing to do, feels like it's good, right? But it's very damaging and you have to rewrite your brain to really get over it. Mm-hmm. And let's also state right now that perfectionism is bad, right? We're agreeing on that? I think it, yes. <laughs> I don't see a way in which it's, well, I don't, I mean, what is perfectionism the, the obsession uh, with, trying to make something to to achieve an unattainable state like that is bad right yeah but but having pride like taking pride and care in your work that's not perfectionism is not perfectionism that's like just like trying to do your best version like it's such a fine line right because like when do you cross over from like i want this thing to be finished and professional and to represent the story and not like be grammatically incorrect versus Mm -hmm. I need it to be perfect, but there is no definition of what perfect looks like. I think when it gets in your way, that's probably when you know you've crossed that line, right? Where you can't sit down to write, you're throwing everything away, or you revise and revise and revise and revise, and you're not getting anywhere, or you start procrastinating is the other thing. Um, that yeah. I think is when, when it, it starts to get in your way. And, and when you start to get into this sort of damaging, like angry, pushing sort of thing, self-deprecating um and in fact one of the things that is in this book again that 
I thought was really interesting was she listed out this thing called the Perfectionism's Toolkit. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that and I'm like, no, no, that's that list of cognitive distortions, right? There's a, there's like kind of a, a semi, I don't know, official, it's not official, but there's this list of here are the top 10 cognitive distortions. And there are things like all or nothing thinking, overgeneralizations, discounting the positive, fortune telling, um, emotional reasonings, should statements, labeling, mm -hmm. you know, personalization and blame. And that's what perfectionism is, right? So even though our, our culture has a really strong thing about, oh, now I'm a perfectionist. That means I demand the best and you should demand the best of yourself. And you should, you really kind of should be a perfectionist. It's kind of a, you know, it's like being a workaholic. Like, well, that's a problem, but not really. No, right. really. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so I think it's really interesting that, that this thing that our society kind of lauds as a sign of, of self-discipline and a necessary step to success is actually hugely damaging from a mental health perspective um, and often not based in reality at all. I mean, it's interesting that you used that, that she used the word addiction and that you brought that up mm -hmm. too, because I had this conversation with another writer friend about procrastination and I am a very deadline driven person and it has to be an mm -hmm. external deadline. I, like if I give myself more time, I will take it. I will never finish. But the moment mm -hmm. somebody else gives me a deadline, like I obsess over it, but I can't mm -hmm. make a lot of traction until I get close to that deadline because there's something about like, I just get more clarity and I get more zeroed yeah. in on what I'm trying to do with that deadline looming and we were talking about the addiction to the adrenaline rush of like being in those uh, final hours and like that clarity that I get is like part of the reason why I procrastinate because I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. feeling that high yet. So it's like something might not be working and I just avoid doing it. And then when I get that high, like that's mm -hmm. how I know it's clicking. But that only happens because of the like craziness to get to that deadline. And so it's like the self-fulfilling thing that like. I always procrastinate because I need that deadline and that ad adrenaline rush. Like I'm addicted to that feeling mm -hmm. of clarity and excitement, knowing the deadline is looming and then hitting it and then being like, mm -hmm. yeah, I hit it. <laughs> it's good. It's a, and usually yeah, it's good, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, yeah I did so it. If it works for you, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to, you know, criticize that if it works, man. Cause for me, a deadline uh, is, is terrifying is the is has is demotivating for me i mean a dead like like i have a due date okay but if like a looming deadline i that freezes me up like like anything else. oh yeah like a lot of people it's be perfect right yeah. like a lot of people don't and that's why like i wrote grants and a lot of people don't do grants and fundraising because it is very hard deadline a lot of people don't do news mm -hmm. journalism it's very like you have to have a yeah. certain personality to be in that kind of field and yet like that is what i think it's, it's like this addiction to the adrenaline rush of yeah. like coming up to a deadline and like, am I going to get it done in time? Um, which now, also find... like, I free, I feel like the perfectionism in me, like the, the perfectionist in me starts to slack off a little bit when I get to that deadline. Cause I don't have time. Like it just. Well, and I can see that can be kind of freeing though. Right. Because you can shut that perfectionist up because you don't have time. And that's yeah. kind of, that might be kind of a coping mechanism to say, to kind of get that voice out of your head because you don't have time. Whereas exactly. if you have all the time in the world, that's when the voices start coming in and the, and the, 
And that can really kind of get into it. And the doubt and they're like, well, maybe we shouldn't do it this way. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's really cool. And, and actually, that's kind of part of what she talks about is is gentle deadlines to kind of you know get that get that idea out of your head, but just to also recognize that this isn't that it's insidious and it's everywhere and it's part of the story we tell ourselves about success. But the reality is it can really it can really mess you up. And you have to find a way to let go of that myth, of that story that you're telling yourself so that you can actually write. I mean, it's like if you think about like an athlete who who works out so hard they injure themselves, right? Like that's what that's what we're talking about. That's what this level of perfectionism is like is to say, well, yeah, you have to work out to be in shape if you're an athlete. But if you've if you work out so much you injure yourself and you keep working out, well, you can't you can't do your sport. You can't do the thing because you're hurt. And I think that kind of happens, like, like I want to say, not to get too overdramatic, that kind of help, happens to our soul. Like we injure our souls when we, when we try to push ourselves in this way. When we use things like, like guilt and uh, uh, coercion and, and things like that to, to mo- try to motivate ourselves, you know, like you start to get blocked. You go, ah, oh, this sucks. This is the worst. How come you're not working harder? You should be doing better, right? That, that sort of uh, uh, aggressive demanding of yourself and those cognitive distortions this all or nothing thinking of like well if you can't do this you'll never do anything or i know this isn't going to work you know this fortune telling i know it's not going to work no one's ever going to buy this no one's ever going to like this um you know blaming yourself for something like you're a terrible writer because you're not writing right now like all these these cognitive distortions these things where you take a, a grain of truth and blow it up it it feels like you're doing something, but you're not. You're, you're, it's actually, you're trying to protect yourself from facing your fears. Exactly. And I, I think that self-deprecating nature, like I've seen that in so many professional writers, award-winning writers. I go to panels mm-hmm. and I hear those writers sit on stage and also have that self-deprecating attitude about their work. And it's it's so bizarre to me how fixated we can become of this own internal narrative of the quality of our work, if that we should be doing something else, it should be better, it wasn't this or that, when mm-hmm. externally, like we're telling ourselves, all these people are thinking this thing about me and we're judging ourselves, but other people are looking mm-hmm. at us with a different set of, like, they're like, I love this. I love this work. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest work ever. And they don't understand. And it can also be really, it can be a turnoff. Like I find that if, if somebody is pitching to me or somebody's sharing an idea or a project, or if I'm interviewing somebody, like, I don't want to hear them tell me all the reasons yeah. why their story is bad and they're not a great writer. I'm like, you are a great writer. Just stop saying that. Like the work speaks mm-hmm. for itself. I'm telling you it's good. Like, why don't you hear me when I say yeah. that this work is good? It's hard because it's such a, it's, you can feel, it feels like you're, you're being demanding of yourself. Like, like you are asking more of yourself. You're recognizing the weaknesses of the things and you, you have to, find that balance but yeah you're right the fear is very um 
It's, it's a lie, right? It's a lie. You, you know it's a lie. You've seen that what this person has written and they say they're a bad writer. You're like, no, you, that is a lie. Whatever's telling you that is not correct. Um, and so you, you have to be, be always on your guard for that, for that way of motivating yourself in a negative fear-based way. Because you can get to that same place without that. Yeah. I mean, this is writing, like, writing is hard, right? It is, as we say all the time. Why not come to it from a place of joy and not worried about the results as much as the process rather than this isn't good enough yet, this isn't good enough yet, measuring it against the distance. Just what are you doing right now? That The whole idea of Zen archery, right? We've all heard about that, mm-hmm. where the idea is not the target. It's making sure you're pulling back the bow correctly, you know, you're, you've got your form is, is that, that, which is something you have control over, right? You know, being that yelly, screamy coach at yourself, you know, I know that the myth is that that's what it takes, but the reality is it isn't, particularly for creative work. Yeah. In some instances, it's, it's all about retraining the way you think because our mm-hmm. culture is very results oriented, you know, self-sufficiency, tough love, like no pain, no gain. And that spills into all of our creative endeavors. And we, uh-huh. it's easy for us to carry those over um, from our corporate jobs or from, you know, sports or from other things that we've, it's just been messaged to us that this is how you work, learn, achieve and find success. But so much of what I've learned in my writing journey is unpacking that, releasing that, and taking a completely different approach. Like you're talking about Buddhism, you're talking about Zen, you're talking about all Mm -hmm. of these different ways of of resetting what success looks like, what like patience, mindfulness, all of those things are – I think they're starting to be more discussed and and focused on – in our society and people are sort of stepping back and being like, no, this is not the way I want to live my life and it's not healthy and I want more balance. But still the norm is you work, you're self-deprecating, you like all the things you should be doing. How do you define success? Mm -hmm. It's through money. It's through titles. It's through X, Y, and Z. Um, And that can come in. And work harder, 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 harder. (laughs) Just work harder. If you just work harder. And more. If you're not getting what you think, it's because you're not working hard enough or you're not good enough. Yeah. Which is not which is, the case. <laughs> and, and who wants to live like that? I mean, yeah. who wants to live like that? <laughs> like, we should, art should be a place of joy. It should be a place to express yourself. It should be a place where you, a safe place, right? Where you could go and open your your heart and, and deal with the all the things that are going on within you and, and try things and explore, right? And discover, like, that's what the kind of space you need to create things in. Yeah. I mean, think about the kind of space you need to create human life, right? It's mm-hmm. a, a happy, trusting place with lots of fun and joy. Yeah. Art is the same way, you know? So don't, it's not a, a factory, you know, you're not on a, on a, a rowing ship, you know, you're, you're, you have to, I mean, yeah, you, you need some rigor. You need a practice. You need a, uh, uh, to to care about the quality of what you're doing, you have to, you know, like a goal you're trying to reach with your thing. And, you know, at one point you say, hmm, is this piece doing the thing I want it to do? But it doesn't come from a place of this sort of almost fetish, fetish 
eyesed pain, you know? It's a tough one. I mean, it, it does require a lot of work. I think people assume mm-hmm. that this will just, they'll just evolve into this kind of person <laughs> who's like, oh, it, it, this no longer bothers me. And it's, you know, we say it a lot that you have to, that it's hard, that you have to shift your mindset, that you have to, you know, not beat yourself up over things. But it does take a lot of deliberate work and practice to get to mm-hmm. that place where you're giving yourself that freedom to um, be in the moment and enjoy the process because you're unlearning so much. Yeah. And it's it just cultivate that that space, um, that mindset, and and keep, I guess, keep at it. Keep at it. I always, yeah. I always avoid the shoulds. That's that has become my big trigger. It's, it's like such a swear word. I hear, yeah, if I hear that, I'm like, wait, it, it causes me now to stop and say, like, what was that statement I just said? And yeah. like, why did I say should? And what is like, what does that mean? Because it usually means it's something I don't want to do, but I feel pressured to do by some external yeah. force or something. And so I'm like, ooh, why did I say that? <laughs> is that and then, true? Yeah then the guilt starts to come in and that whole script just starts mm-hmm. vroom, just, just goes just, and runs along. And yeah, you have to stop and examine that and say, okay, why am I saying should instead of want mm-hmm. or I am or, will. or I will. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's usually, Oh, I should. And then the next word after that is, but <laughs> yeah, I should be doing this, but I don't have time for it. Well, do it or don't, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and then if you don't, eh, don't, like, and oh, it's usually degrading yeah. to the like thing that you're doing. It's like, oh, I'm like watching TV, but I should be doing this. Well, like just enjoy yeah. watching TV. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you need to like find some inspiration. So like, oh, I yeah. should be doing this, but I'm reading a book or I should be reading, but I'm writing. Well, like you're writing. So just enjoy writing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, because it's never should be doing this thing that I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never said that. <laughs> I should do this. Oh, and I am. Yay. Yay. You know, (laughs) that's funny. I love it. All right. So we should stop. Oh, no, we will stop. (laughs) We will wrap up here. But I know for a fact that we will be talking about perfectionism more and more in the future because it's it's something that I think every writer deals with. And it's a big, scary monster um, that it can only be fought with uh, with love. Aw. Aw. All right. Um, anything else we need to talk about as we're wrapping up? Uh, give us a like. Yes, please. Like, <laughs> subscribe, review, rate, all those things. Please, please. Um, and I guess we'll just see you guys next time. So uh, remember, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.